This is Wandering in the Word, where you can listen in as the staff of First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota, has a casual conversation about the scripture readings for the upcoming Sunday worship service. We are wandering in the Word once again, and so glad that you are able to join us for our scripture readings um, this time for Sunday, November 21st. And again, we are off lectionary. We are getting wild at First Lutheran Church, focusing instead on um, stewardship and giving and generosity under the theme, Every Blessing in Abundance from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, we have a new set of texts this week selected by Pastor Ellery, and we'd love to read them and reflect on them with all of you. Yeah, they're, hopefully they're good. We'll find out, I guess. But, they're uh, all good. It's all the Bible's yeah, good. The Bible. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, let's jump into it. Melissa, you want to read our gospel? Yes. This morning, we're reading from Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 34. He said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouses nor barn, and yet God feeds them. And how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you worry uh, and can any of you by worrying at a single hour to the span of your life, if then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why would you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for if for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdoms. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven. There no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For there, or for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Christ. Christ. Wowzers. That is a rich array of uh, images and ideas and gems. Yeah. Well, as we were reading, that, I was really struck. I mean, the especially the first like two thirds of it are really broken into two parts. It's food, eating <laughs> stuff, and it's the wearing clothes stuff. And those are the two basic examples that Jesus gives. The first is the ravens; they're eating, and then there's the lily of the valley, valley or the just the lilies, I guess. And they're clothed. And so, like, I'd never really, because there's a lot in here, but it, it yeah. kind of really does boil down to, like, food and clothing, in, in a sense. Obviously, on a much deeper level, it's this kind of trust level of, <laughs> excuse me, I had a sneeze. <laughs> there was a, a dramatic pause. Dramatic pause for a sneeze. <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, so that was interesting. I mean, those are some basic necessities. I maybe throw in like shelter and water into there, but hmm. true. 
Yeah. Oh, have you guys seen ravens? Because you like how big like crows and blackbirds are. They're like big. Yeah. Ravens are like gigantic. They are huge birds. So when I consider the ravens, like I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are they so big and black? Um, but they they eat a lot probably because they're big birds. True. And how yeah. much more value are you than they? Hmm. Yeah, I kind of had to laugh at verse 25 where it says, you know, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And on the one hand, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, like, I know what Jesus is talking about here. Like, but on the other hand, like, you know, worry is, you know, often associated with fear, you know, we're worrying about something we're scared of. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, if I'm worried about my cholesterol and I try to eat better because of that worry, I might actually add <laughs> right. some hours onto my span of life, you know? <laughs> um, if your worry is paired with action. If it's paired with action. If it's I, just worry in itself, <clears throat> that does feel very like spinning your yes. wheels and. Yeah. And for like those who like suffer with, you know, from some kind of anxiety or something, mm-hmm. you know, like being able to, it's not like you just like stop worrying and it's like, you can turn that anxiety yeah, just off the switch. Right. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. I just forgot. What great advice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do um, that. But but it is like, a, but I mean, on the a broader sense of what Jesus seems to be kind of talking about here is, is that, you know, trusting God and not being so focused on stuff. It's, you know, just being more kind of holding things more loosely in a yeah. sense. Um, yeah. I feel like. Um, you know how a lot of our beloved church music and songs that we learn in Sunday school are based on scripture. As we're reading this, then I have the the tune of Seeky first going through my mm. brain because that comes out of here that um, Seeky first, the kingdom of God is instead strive for his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Yeah. Oh, you know that song? Yep. It's a good one and a good one to have stuck in your head. And the NRSV, the translation we're reading, doesn't um, doesn't mimic that song as closely as a, another translation might. But um, but there it is. There's that idea. Seek ye first the kingdom. Right, that Why one? Why didn't you yeah. bring your guitar? I, I didn't know we were going to bust in the song here. Wow, I think that <laughs> should be a goal. <laughs> I always have Every it. Every time we do this. Rita's not even here. I know. Um, yeah, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a classic. It must be King James, probably, that it comes from originally. With the ye in it, yeah. yeah. And all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah, this is King Jamesy. Well, in verse 32 is another song. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Have no fear, little flock. Do, 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 do. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is... <sighs> Look at that. Oh, I, was, I didn't want to like ruin your solo there, so. Oh, you could add it in. Um, all right, who's going to write a song for the next verse? Sell your possessions and give alms. <laughs> I don't think we have a song for that one. Um, yeah, we. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would be a very popular song. Sell all. Uh, sell no. your possessions. Like, well, oh, like maybe. Um, but make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. I think that means things that have enduring value. Yeah, are not like. Not like our clothing that can get eaten up by moths or our food and goods that can be taken by thieves. Um, so, yeah. So what are what are these treasures that we are to strive after that, that are of God's kingdom? 
not the stuff our society values. Not much. No, it's not the, the Air Jordan shoes or whatever, or the, <laughs> all the, all the things that our little hearts long for around, especially around this time, my kids are making Christmas lists and I'm just like, you think you want that and you don't, it's going to break right away or you're going to lose interest super fast, but, um, tis the season. So. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's, in our society, I mean, it's, I think it's a human longing, so it doesn't take much, but like in our society, I mean, we're, 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 I don't know how many ads we face every day, thousands, yeah. thousands of ads. I mean, there's literally like billions of dollars being thrown at us as a culture to like, want more, yeah. to be convinced that we need something that we're incomplete without something. And so like, I mean, it's no small thing that we strive against this kingdom of God that calls us to a different way of living, of, of generosity, of not wanting more, but of, you know, living more um, to the to the abundance of God's life for us. And that's just not, I mean, that's a, we don't even realize the, the ways we're manipulated and um, told we're not enough, you know, that we need more clothing and more food and whatever it is, um, you know, it's a, it's a big uphill battle. Um, and that, it was true 2000 years ago too. And that was even before all the. Before Amazon. Before Amazon and all those ads I have to watch before I see a YouTube video oh, now, true. you know? Um, yeah. Very crazy. So, well, I think this might kind of tie in a little bit with our new Testament reading that we have. Oh, as well. we should read that. Why don't we? That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> All right, this passage is from 1 Timothy chapter 6, it's verses 11 through 19. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, it is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. I like that. I don't think we often read these verses in worship. Oh, this is a, um, I mean, the, the first half of it is kind of, it's, it gets kind of airy sometimes, I feel like. Um, you're talking about the like the good confessions and these kinds kind of language we <laughs> maybe don't. Funny. All of the descriptions of Jesus in scripture and all the things he does that people point back to is like kind of an expression of his identity. This is, I think, the only time I can think of is like who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny. I, I that was kind of a new one to me. I was like, 
Huh. It just kind of hits your ear differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. So. Which, if we were doing the lectionary, we do have the story of Jesus before Pontius Pilate talking about truth. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're, we're not reading those this week, but it's Christ the King Sunday um, in the liturgical Our year. Our Lutheran friends will read that. Yes. I did catch that when it says that yeah, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I thought, well, there's a tie into yeah. our liturgical. There's the tie in right day. there. Um, it dwells in an unapproachable light whom no one has ever seen or can see. Anyways, um, yeah, going back, I, I really like the last line of this is the, it was one of the reasons I had picked it because um, I think it kind of ties in so well to the last line of our gospel reading. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Uh, and the reading in First Timothy says, you know, um, we have this treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. And, um, you know, going back to all of that, the billions of dollars, you know, trying to tell us about what the world thinks life is. It's, you know, looking young and, or, you know, having the stuff, having the being the, trendy, being trendy, having the cool clothes. I mean, and that we can kind of make fun of that, but I mean, you know, I mean, we put a lot of clout on what people look like, even if we don't right. want to, you know, we can make fun of the, the movie stars that wear Gucci or Louis Vuitton, but then we will treat somebody different who walks in the door who might, you know, be dirty or, um, you know, not be wearing the proper clothing for church or, or whatever. I mean, you know, it's just human nature to, to put stereotypes onto that. To make um, distinctions. To make distinctions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, we're talking about like this life that we have as followers of Jesus that is what we claim is, you know, Jesus says is the abundant life. It's this treasure that we have. It's take hold of the life that really is life, as First Timothy describes it here. Um, you know, this life of generous living, of gentleness and love and faith. Um, and it's just it's just different than than what. It's normal. <laughs> the the worrying about what we're going to eat or what we're going to wear um, has a you know we need a certain level of responsible living that comes with that. But I don't know. I, I think of it. Uh, you know, I think we all strong for, long for something more, yeah. some purpose and meaning in life, and we look for it just about anywhere else other than God. It's kind of our human. <laughs> sin (laughs) to trust all other things anything else other than that god will provide and yeah yeah i liked in verse 17 too that you're to set your hopes on god who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment like we're not we're not necessarily called to live like super austere lives that are just really gray and gloomy and boring and and whatever but that God's going to provide us things for injured. Like we don't have to strive after that. That's not our, our mission, our purpose. Yeah. And um, to, to, yeah, to set hopes on, on God who richly provides us. That's, that's tricky. It's countercultural. Yeah. I, I was, I was thinking, you know, like this, this, I think this kind of living and Pastor Brandy, I think you had mentioned something earlier at some point in some conversation we were having about kind of practicing our our way into this new life. At least that's what I'd written down. Yeah, kind of that. fake it till you make it sort of a thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because in this this verse in verse 
um, in Luke 12, it's verse 34, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Sometimes we read it kind of backwards that, you know, our, we put our treasure toward the places where our heart already is. And so we invest in our kids and our, you know, whatever. But, but what it actually says is the other way around that where your treasure is, there your heart will go. And so by putting your treasure towards something that you want to be invested in or that you feel you should be invested in, then your heart follows, your heart will go there. And so we can, even if we don't, we're not sure if we're going to find a lot of joy in being generous or sharing or supporting the mission of our congregation. Um, what a great experiment. Put your treasure there and see what happens. See how you um, start to feel you know, more deeply about what happens here and the impacts we're making. And yeah, practice our way into that new new way of living. Yeah. Um, I, 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 for a long time when I was younger, um, you know, we were so raising kids and being you know, in college and out of seminary and all this kind of thing. Like I just didn't have much money and that scarcity mindset of just like never having enough. And so you never share, like you quickly, you don't realize the the joy you're missing out. And so like over the years, I've really had to, work on my own like tithing and stewardship and kind of heart mindset and now I really like I love that I you know my monthly gift just goes to church and I just know that that's done I don't have to worry about it and then it's really fun it's sometimes annoying but it's also really fun when you get all the stuff in the mail yeah. especially this time of year of all the places that have like you know they're trying to do it year-end appeals and stuff and you can't support everything well some people can I mean that's <laughs> right true. depending on you but you know you have to choose where you're where your heart is, you know, and um, where you want your heart to go, where you want it to go. Um, and so that's taken practice. That's taken years of kind of, of mind shift and things. Um, that's another thing too, where it's not just a switch. It really yeah, is it's a, it's kind of a journey or an adventure. It's something that you embark on by the grace of God who mm -hmm. goes with you and guides you, you end up in a new place. Yeah. I think that's why we call it a spiritual practice. Your mm -hmm. generosity isn't just something we just do mm -hmm. it, it, for most of us maybe some people but you know for most it's a it's a spiritual practice it's a lifelong thing of becoming more and more generous and as you do that you kind of discover the life that really is life that it isn't about hoarding and holding everything so tightly it's really about you know holding things loosely in the palm of your hand and letting god do what god's gonna do um because it's so easy like i I had this thought, so I was harvesting, I was telling this earlier, but I was harvesting carrots in my garden because, you know, that's really fun to do when it's 35 <laughs> degrees outside. <laughs> Gotta get them in. It was time to get them in. And I had abundant carrot harvest and it was so fun. And the two, my first two initial thoughts was like, oh my gosh, there's so many carrots. What a pain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the second thought was, you know, I didn't plant any garlic this year. Why didn't, I wish I would have planted garlic. <laughs> and those are both like, kind of like just, not the right responses to having a, a an abundant, you know, gift. Um, you know, we've got all these carrots. That's great. <laughs> the fact that I don't have garlic is not what I should be focusing right. on. You know, but we so do we. I think I, I do that in all so kinds of areas. Like I, yeah. I don't have that. I might have this, but I don't have that. And gosh, it's so rampant. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, so it really does become a practice of like focusing on the blessings we do have, these abundant gifts of God, not focusing on what we don't. Why do we worry about 
Can I tie it back to my sermon last Sunday about how abundance is experienced best in community because you had an abundance of carrots and no garlic. Mm-hmm. But what if there was someone else in our community with an abundance of garlic and no carrots? I know. Um, because the abundance is out there. Mm-hmm. It's there. And sometimes it takes sharing for all of us to appreciate and receive all of the abundance that God intends for us. And I think vegetables are a great way to illustrate Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes it's zucchini or squash. Oh, right. Yeah, but um, the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like you think back, there's some, I think a comedian that tells kind of a basic story of like, you know, Adam and Eve are walking around and God comes down, you know, then later of several generations later and people are hoarding food and talking about not having enough. And God's like, I literally just put food out on the ground for you. It grows on trees and in the ground and on these bushes. And yet some of you don't eat like what's going on. How is there not enough? You know, literally the whole world produces food and there's fish and animals and but yeah, our sinfulness forces us to hoard. And then we have like, you know, all this income inequality and just all kinds of rampant societal problems that stem from that too. And so I don't think the point of this is to make us feel, you know, for struggling in life or, or, you know, upside down in debt and all these kinds of things to make us feel like we're terrible people, but it is a a call to a lifestyle change for all of us. Um, Does it mean that if we have resources that we're bad but as is the first Timothy says don't be haughty about it you know yeah. like be generous you know um don't lose sight of what the real gifts are so anyways wise words any closing thoughts here no oh, no i don't think so That's good. all my thoughts are out there they're all out <laughs> there well it is stewardship week so for those who are members yes. of first lutheran and listening be sure to fill out your pledge cards when you get them in the mail this week um, so we can get our goal of 125 and a special prize that will come with that. Um, I think, are we revealing the surprise tomorrow night in worship? I think so. The big reveal. The big reveal. It's going to be great. So cool. anyways, well, thanks for joining us today, everyone, for wandering in the word here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota uh, for Sunday, November 21st. Um, we'll be again at it uh, uh, in the coming weeks for our next wandering in the word. But until then, uh, hope you can live generously and experience the life of Jesus that really is life. So amen.